When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Dope Like That podcast. My name is Marvin Harrison. We have still come up to the studios. We are not leaving. This is the third uh, hour of us or first installment that we've got from us. Um, they're currently outside the door doing the wrap-up sign. Uh, we are ignoring <laughs> them because we are black and we can do what we want in Black History Month, which starts in two Dope Black time. Dads, we do what we want. We do what we want. Dope Black Dads, we do what we want. That was really funny because okay. we did that and immediately said not really because we all have <laughs> high, high levels of accountability and we are responsible to families and children and partners. So... Uh, let's not pretend. Uh, but thank you so much uh, for coming back and joining us again. Uh, I'm here again with Leslie Darwood and Ro Mantha. How are you now? How are you feeling? Yeah, really good, actually. I like that we're all wearing green. Darwood technically had green on yeah, before. And took, and took and it off. scarf because you said it looked like a high-vis. It did look a little bit... No, the way you had it around your neck but looked like he was wearing a high-vis vest. And yeah. I didn't want people to it feel needs like... You like, tie it in a bird style. Yeah, you had it around no, your neck last time. Yeah, because it just made me too... Too, too, too hot. hot. Oh, okay, cool, cool. He's cool. already Fair hot. <laughs> well, look, I, we don't have long. We have a 20-minute episode and we're on timers. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to ask this amazing question. But I think, Ro, you asked it better. What was the question that you had that you wanted to share with us? I think... Um, and what the thinking behind it as well. I'd love mm-hmm. to know. The question was, is love enough? But, but I, I, have, I think I could have to, we have to take a few steps back first. Mm. And in a sentence or two, define love for ourselves. Uh, how do we define love? And then the question, how do we make love last? Do we romanticize love? I heard you have a particularly strong uh, opinion about romantic love uh, earlier, Leslie. Um, and then the other one is, how do we make it last? So which one are we going with first? How, what's so let's question? define it. Because you've got 20 we minutes. Could last forever. And forever. Okay. Oh, please. <laughs> please, please don't, don't make don't make Marvin's dream come true. I, uh, listen, I, I want to be like quiet. Oh, that would be so sick. I don't even care if I can sing or not. So sick. Harmonizing because you've been oh. listening to that Kanye album. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for hours. All right, so I would define love as a mirror of myself, and mm. I've only really realized that as I got older that every relationship that I've been in romantically have shown me more about myself than it has about the other person. Mm how I conduct myself, how I react, how I extend myself, how I 
take parts of myself and put them like hide them um so so every part of my every stage of my life where i've been in whether it was my teenage years or early 20s teenage years you can't really call that love because you're just trying to figure it out how your body works um and how all of these hormones work that you're feeling so you don't know what to do with that and in your 20s um you sort of figure it out you're fumbling and then you get to your 30s and you're like it feels like i've i've i have an idea I still, I obviously, I know there's a lot more to discover. I am in my thirties, and I know there's at least two decades of still self-discovery to happen. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it, it it has just been a great mirror um, to where I am at my life in my life, and how open I am to it. So that's my definition of love: mm. a true reflection of where I am in my life. How about you, Darwin? I actually don't know what love is, but in terms of being able to articulate what it is mm. and that um but even when you said about it mirroring you i'm just like yeah um if if you your spirit's from god then god is love then is that what love is i, I don't know so we are love in it i don't know what it is but i i do believe everything feels it so plants have a version of love mm. that they also mm. can't articulate. But what articulate. is it for you? You're not going to get away with this. Why what is it for me? Plants and spirits. Um, there's, so, there's so many different versions of it that I experience. So the mm. love I have for my family, the love I have for friends, the love... But what is it? If you could put it into role, a word? Into a word. I can't. You can't. I can't. A I feeling? Can't. I feel like that's in an fact, answer. In fact, in oh. fact I don't know the only... If I was to put love into a word, it would be love. But then you'd ask me to explain what love is, mm. and I'd get it. So we're back. I guess sometimes it's zero. maybe easier to describe what love felt like mm. uh, when you've lost love. Mm. Uh, when I've been heartbroken, mm. it felt like my left arm was ripped off, like mm. literally. That's very specific. Yeah, it did. It mm. literally. I'd, I'd. It felt like my left arm had gone, and every waking moment, my brain would find some and find this person that was missing and i didn't like it so much mm-hmm. um to the point that it's kind of this is where i i believe because women have been taught how to experience love from a younger age and men we were not taught so much what makes you think that that we were taught to experience it not maybe not experience it you 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 talk about it with other women mm. it's your we aspire to the, it you aspire to mm. it it's programmed the f- the whole fairy tale story men are not on that we just want to play football so well it's interesting you say that about you know women being like more able you know able to express the emotion of love and understand it I don't know if us as black women have really been that free in that sense. Since I've been heartbroken, I have not wanted to ever experience being in love again. Oh, wow. Like, it's weird. You Mm. you loved deeply. Uh, You were in love. I was in love, but I was like, yeah, I didn't like who I was when I was in love. I didn't like just being that vulnerable, vulnerable, like, and whatnot. I remember the weirdest thing that's left me, um, I would... Every time I hold a woman's hand, I would hold it in a masculine way. But when I was in love, I wouldn't. I would hold it in. So I don't know <laughs> how to explain it. You lead. 
I I would lead, so my hand would be over her hand. Mm. Protection. But, but when I was in love, it was the other way round. Oh. And oh. That, and like I remember at the time thinking, what kind of nonsense is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to do this, but this feels really comfortable. Mm. So yeah. Oh, I guess for me, being in love <coughs> is about being your true self, being accepted. Um, so is that being, being loved? Yeah, you can be your true self without mm. judgment. You're vul- so in other words, you're being completely vulnerable mm. with who you are as a person and knowing that that person who is with you understands. And if they don't fully understand they are trying mm. to understand they're accommodating who you are who you're trying to become who you who you who who you, who you are at your core so you feel held supported and yeah you you it gives you a sense of freedom mm. freedom to really be free mm. you know you know it's really good when you first of all when you talked about um you didn't like who you were when you were in love and i realized mm that uh, the vulnerability that I have to be open to when you're in love with someone mm. can make you inconsistent and can make you do things that your logical mind would say I would never do. Mm. And I didn't like that. And I felt like I used to chase those. I've been in relationships where I've chased the feeling of being understood or chased the feeling of acceptance or chased the feeling of having a loving experience. And in the chasing mm. is where my inconsistencies would show up. Because you start doing weird things. You start like trying to manipulate things. Like if I do this for you, do you, do you, would you become loving to me if I give yeah. you this iPhone? Yeah. Or if I turn up to your thing, would you come to mine? Because that's what love looks like to me. Mm. And I just remember like not really being as powerful. Yeah. And, I, and, and again, this isn't about um, just how I loved. It was like the loving situation I was in. There wasn't there a, a connection on our values while being loving. And I think love language is probably a better way of putting it. If your yeah. love language is a line, when you love, they receive it. And when they give it, you understand it. Yeah. And I feel like, so for me, love is an experience. Mm. And I feel like at any moment, like right now, this is a loving experience. I feel it. Mm. And if it didn't, and if it shifted, I would be present to it. And then I can, if I were in love and I can correct you, I can be like, Leslie, I feel like what you just did wasn't loving. And in that moment, if you hear me, and take a moment to pause, reflect, and then invite yourself back into my life. That is love to me. Absolutely. It's not that you do everything right and perfect, but mm-hmm. it's like if you are, are you reachable? Are you open to me telling mm. you that what you're doing isn't loving to me and you try to adjust yourself and come back? Mm. That for me is what love is. So yeah. falling out of love is the desire to no longer do that. Like it's just you're not open to it. And then that can be just observed and reflected upon. Like I feel like my any, any relationship I've had historically, the point where I've said it's not going to work is when I realise that the loving experience is no longer available to me. For whatever reason, it just isn't. And rather than keep offering iPhones and trips and opportunities and things that you think are going to help, you just mm. accept what the reality is. And it's so funny because my mum is an amazing barometer of, of, of like witnessing love. And so when the love is there, she can point it to me and say that what you've got right now is a beautiful experience. But she's also been the one on multiple occasions to turn around and say, do you know what, Marvin? This isn't a loving experience. I don't I don't understand what you see. Mm. So I hope you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's one of those where you're like, oh, she's, she's, right. <laughs> she's you got it. me. So yeah, that, yeah. that for me has been 
my best definition is love is an experience. What was the moment you knew I was, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in love. Darwood, you sound like you, you <laughs> were there. Uh, ignoring red flags. Like a red flag came up and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and another but one came up. Oh, okay. So you're saying them, yeah. at the time you knew it was a red flag? Yeah, 100%. I was like, oh, I don't like that. And then I just ignored it, ignored mm. it. And then I remember I was actually on stage with my band and she was in the audience and I didn't, I hadn't admitted it to myself, but I said it to her. So I hadn't admitted it to myself, but I said it to her. Yeah, it's love, isn't it? And, that, and she <laughs> received it. And that, um, you said it on stage. I said it while on stage, stage. yeah, because it grand display came. of love, huh? It weren't a grand display. That's the thing. Um, I, n- I know you don't know me as well as the thing, <laughs> but literally, there are um, many a moment where my instincts kick in and I just do without thinking. I think it's when I'm at my best, when I'm not thinking or overthinking or having fear, lead or worrying about that. That's when I go and. I looked at her and I said it. And that was that. Wow. Was that also the moment you knew you were in love? Uh, I think I accepted it then. Mm. Mm. But I hadn't even a, like had a discussion. And that. So but you hadn't told her it was just... So did you say from the stage... No, with I me and her... Uh, well, I mean, talking to myself. Because ah. mm. the question was, when did you know you was in trouble? Mm. But I hadn't even spoke to myself. And that, but... From growing up, like, I used to fall in love so easy when I was a kid. Like, I would see a girl, like, I remember when I was living in Nigeria, this girl called Ronke. If you're out there, Ronke, and you ever get to hear this, and that, um, everybody knew that I really liked her. She knew that I really liked her. I just couldn't tell her. <laughs> I just could not, like, couldn't bring myself. Then, like, I would take the long way home to walk past their house and whatnot, in the hopes of seeing her. Did this for two whole years. Two whole years. Finally saw her outside her house on a Friday. I remember this. And I went, oh, you're right. And I ran off. (laughs) And then see, this is me in primary school and whatnot. So she was so confused because she was ready for the conversation. And uh, that. You have one of those, Mark? Hell yeah. Yeah. One of those, when you love, you like someone, and it's so deep in your head that you don't actually verbalize it in a way that makes any sense. Yeah. It's not usable to the other person, yep. but it's so overwhelming inside. Yep. You're just there like, yep. I like you very much. I think I'd ask someone, would you be my girlfriend, please? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> no, but do, do you understand? Yeah. That's how that's how it comes out. I didn't even see that you got to that stage. I didn't get, even get to that yeah. stage. No, but that, that stage yeah. took maybe six weeks, the whole six weeks holiday. Yeah. I was hanging out with her. And then on, the, and then I think she knew by week three, but by week six in my head, it was like, if I get the words out, it will definitely happen. Yeah. And I remember coming, I remember knocked on her door and I just to open the door. And then I was like, oh, is she, is she, is she here? Can I talk to her? And then I was just sweating and I was stuttering all sorts. She came downstairs and I was just like, I just want to talk to you. Then I went on a monologue. Yeah. And then I went and said, dad, would you be my girlfriend, please? And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Oh no! See, what is, was that your first heartbreak? <laughs> it's the yeah, I think it was. Oh. How, how did you? No. How soon no. did you jump back on the horse? It took ages. No, it took two years. See? Wow! Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Like heartbreak. Rejection. No one talks to us yeah. about rejection as rejection. men. Oh, like, that's what it is, isn't it? Rejection. Rejection. It, like mm. it was. It was so big that 
I, I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just couldn't understand because all the cues in my head that I thought had to exist. And you've worked so hard there. to yeah. say the thing. And then it, and I didn't actually think about what her reality was. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want a guy that needed six weeks to say that and was sweating and stuttering <laughs> and doing nine minute monologues. She didn't, she didn't know where it was coming from. And also, we were 16, Letter. so no one cool is doing that. You're mm-hmm. just like, yo, you're my girl now or some mad thing like that. That's probably what was happening. This is an- another thing and whatnot. Like, that's that masculine um, yeah. club over the head analogy approach and whatnot like and as a kid I, I was never on that approach no like um i remember just meeting the guys that we met each other through mm. and whatnot they'd be like oh darwood <laughs> you look so coarse but you're not really coarse are yeah. you and mm. I, I was like yeah i'm like he i would so never coarse. approach a girl no. like in angry like mm. like yeah, yeah. on 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 it <laughs> like because they were coarse with girls yeah. uh, i was not coarse with girls never, like never, i was just never. like yeah i'm not on it do you know like, what yeah i i get i i often get mandingoized was that's even a word yeah <laughs> if you're over because you're over six, six foot, foot yeah 100 yeah. percent. and you got a frame you're just like you're long dick harry yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just walk around long dick and 100 100 percent. i, so, I watch girls um when Marvin walks into a room, and I got some other six foot tall guys like that are friends. When yeah. they walk into a room, I watch how women change. <laughs> like there's certain inbred in you young ladies that you not respond to these things. You do, Excuse but me. but let me let me because I don't want to get into that. I, let's <laughs> not let's not. But it does exist. How can you say that? Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. So so I I think it's interesting because. Like I, I see myself as a sapiosexual, so there's there's levels of things that have to happen in the mind before it's actually something that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah? But that has right. nothing to do with how you are received. That's what he's talking. No, about. but that's but that's my point. So imagine in my head, whatever you think I'm doing, until you've got me here, yeah. you don't have me. Right. And if nobody ever thinks that you have anything up here, you're just tall and it's like, what's that saying? You're like, it's actually disgusting. So it's a mad thing to say to someone where it's like, that slightly disgusts me, what you've just done. Yeah. Because you didn't respect anything up here. Yeah. And I need that to Is activate. it emasculating? It's not emasculating because yeah. I don't feel less of a man. What I feel is just, that's dead. Like, that's not it. And then you try to explain it and they mm. so don't believe you. Like, they would never believe that how you show up is needs more than just a vagina. Like just yeah. just open it up and it's like and I'm like nah I'm cool. <laughs> and then so, so now that we know it's not a problem for Marvin to find love, is it difficult? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it Cancel. difficult yeah. to to find love? I mean, there's social media today. There's and and there's, there's an app for there's a new app every other day. I think it's difficult to find compatibility. Okay, let's talk about it. Yes, it just is. <laughs> when, when was the last time you found compatibility? When was the last time you saw someone you was like, you know what, you see you, yeah? <laughs> when um, was the last time you had a vision? The, every like, time let's, I let's step do, out of my house. Let's do mentally. Cause I think Ma- mentally, it's been a while. Mm. It's been a while. What's the barrier for you? You said you were in love. You lost your left arm. Yeah. <laughs> You're not back in the game. I'm not, but you know what it is? Is uh, I'm a man, I still have needs. Okay, mm. and uh, And... Jesus Christ, God made black women so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So so how how do you balance that? So this is actually, because we have women here, this is good. Yeah. yeah? 
We know women, there are some women who fundamentally just have needs and they want to participate in that. I can't meet hold them. Hold on a second. Please introduce <laughs> me to them right now we so know, I can get over my shit. We know that they exist, yeah. That, that it's just about physicality and we all need a release in I don't our believe world. they exist. Simplified, this is some yeah? unicorn how, people you're talking about. How would you say is the appropriate way to go about that? Like, I think men often need, want something simple, feel like they have to do cartwheels, then do cartwheels and cartwheel themselves out of something simple. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how how would you suggest, if you just want a situation with a guy where it's much simpler, mm -hmm. or are you just not in that space? I, I, I got to warn you, I am, this is the most intense listen that I'm going to do all day. <laughs> I, I think that men just need to be up front. I think men get so far with honesty. So I think because men have this idea of women and, oh, they're you know, precious, fragile, we have to, mm -hmm. they have feelings. and they, mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. We do mm -hmm. have all of those things. But sometimes our vibrator and our dildo and whatever we use is just not enough. We want a pair of arms and someone to wake up to in the morning, but also leave because I, yeah. I have work. Mm -hmm. So oh. so be honest. <laughs> and on the apps, it's so easy because you can say DTF. <laughs> Everyone knows what that is. And you could be really honest about your intentions uh, and who see, you see, are. You've but just, DTF... You've just gone to the apps. I, I've, uh, I don't know whether it's confidence finding, or anything. But I don't think I represent myself easy. online. Very well. Yeah, like find a find a woman to help you. We're really good at yeah, that. Yeah, just you know? find a find a wing woman. Find a wing Some, woman. A wing woman. Find always a wing woman. Will help. But I can tell Definitely. you, casual relationships in person, finding those in person is 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 becoming more difficult for people to find because of like the the, the previous podcast we spoke about, like how men present themselves and mm. the 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 things in our head. So if I see that you're non-threatening, I know what you want and I know what I want. And then you get to the conversation of, are we compatible sexually or physically? Or, mm. you know, do you have bad breath? Do you, can you dress? All of that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we can get to that once we meet. But before we meet, there's a qualifier. We both yeah. just want something casual. So you're not sitting there being pretentious and promising this person the world, but all yeah, you want is for them to be stealing. in your bed. <laughs> 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 stealing! Yeah. 100%. It's stealing! Yes. Don't ever con a woman out mm -mm. of... Her knickers. Mm. It's, like I, it's so interesting though because I do I do feel like honesty has the other side because there's times where I've just generally been honest like I don't have capacity for more mm. and the offence that is taken mm. from the idea that how dare you believe that I'm like, I'm just like look I'm just telling you where I'm at. That is still safer. Yeah it's still, still no it's 100 it's 100 safer safer but the shaming of authenticity is still a problem though it's like and the reason why I think men have tried to shape themselves to what they think it's going to be is because of the response they've got with their honesty and it's just like I, i'm not saying that they're like perfect but i do feel like sometimes being honest and saying actually this is what i'm comfortable in is shame still and i don't think it's normally accepted like when you go to new york there's a completely different context to your honesty like i, I when i was in new york I was getting like such clear propositions of just like, this is where I'm happy to be in. So unless you're going to do this and become my forever husband, mm -hmm. this is what I'm comfortable for. And I have this much time mm -hmm. and then right. that's it. So you're like, wow, that's how I you don't get that in that's England. That's how I no. conduct myself. And I come from a totally different space. Not even, I mean, it's Johannesburg. Yeah, it's a big city. It's a hustle and bustle. So even in sex and romance, it's a hustle and bustle for that kind of thing. Mm. People, there's PR behind what you need. Show people what you want and go get it. That's that's what it is. I think definitely a, a different generation definitely operate on that way. But I think uh, like my generation, they're not comfortable with being that direct. Well, they're mm. certainly not as 
comfortable. They are now realizing that not being uh, being more vulnerable and putting yourself out there and actually asking for what you want mm. is going to get you what you want. Mm. There's no man that's going to come over to you and kind of like get into your head and find out and figure it all out for you. You have to be participant in that kind of conversation about what mm. your needs are. Um, but it's 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 a very interesting conversation. Um, I I often look at life like this, like you know, you have seasons in your life, like. You know, you might meet somebody, that person may start off as somebody who you really think is going to be the one. Um, but then you realize that actually this may be just a season in your life. I mm. accept that. Like, you know, we're going to have a good time. I don't see you as my long-term partner. Mm. And like, I don't think you're going to be my husband or whatever. But we can still have a good time respectfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you mm -hmm. know, we know it's not going to go any, it's mm -hmm. not going to go any deeper than that. Mm. This and brings that us mm. to the to the closing very very short closing okay uh brings us to is love overrated is finding romantic love overrated if we can find a casual partner mm. and if we can find platonic friends to have a different kind of love and a sexual partner that feeds into that part and your family that feeds into the other part is romantic love overrated i, I would say yes from the stance of i think it's incredibly powerful if you find it I don't feel like it should be um, a catastrophe if you don't. And I think like when we when we do when I do men's circle, we have this thing where we do the six types of intimacies, and we ask men to fill in where do they get that type of intimacy from. So it's like creative, experiential, spiritual, um, physical, sexual. There's all these different types of intimacies, and you notice that whenever you find gaps, that's what that sort of yearning is to go out there and like connect with people because sometimes men don't want sex, they wanted a hug. And they mm. realize the only way to get a hug was to have sex. Mm -hmm. And in that moment afterwards, they get some skin to skin closeness, some, some sort of care, some sort of softness in their day. Um, and so masking creates this sort of avar economy uh, and this sort of inauthentic way of connecting with people. So I think it's incredibly important and powerful when it's real. And I think it's really damaging when it's not. So authenticity, as you mentioned, and honesty is so, so important mm -hmm. and uh, allowing whatever happens afterwards just to happen and not try to like curate the response from people to your liking. Yeah. Accept it if you're not aligned. Yeah. Um, I think romantic love is, it's, it's like the rocket fuel at the beginning of any relationship. And you know you you go through uh, the the chemical imbalances. You know you you mm. I mean that euphoria, right? And then eventually that dies down, and then that romantic love becomes your day to day existence. Mm. Now that has waves, so you've got peaks and you've got troughs. Now, if the romantic love is what you're depending on in terms of your relationship and sustainability within your relationship. Mm. You're going to be in trouble because every time there's a dip in that romantic kind of date, you know, what you're going to do. So my whole thing is about like romantic love is there. It's a baseline. But what about the love that you have with each other that you can actually build something together, mm. building something together and having a commonality where you're either both evolving together within a relationship mm. Um, and supporting each other in their separate journeys or if you may be building together or doing something. I think that's probably the more sustainable, more powerful thing mm. long term than depending on strictly romantic love because romantic love, if that's what you're gauging your whole relationship on, you're going to be in trouble because what happens when you're in your dip? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Are you sure. then going to think you're not in love, this relationship's failing? Yeah. When actually you've got the other side of the thing, you're building some shit together. Do you know what I mean? Like, if <laughs> So that, for me, is the most important part mm. in yeah. any relationship. Like, romantic is not enough, I think, for me. Mm. For me, personally. No, yeah. see, I, I think, Ro, I totally agree with everything you said. <laughs> um, I think romantic love is not overrated, it's misunderstood. Mm. And because it's been programmed, unfortunately, into our heads of what it should look like, mm. that's what people think they aspire to. But because you are a unique human being, have a, um, having a unique experience with another unique human being, yeah. it will be whatever your personalities mm. and your traumas and whatever um, and upbringing have conjured together when your personalities come together. Mm. Um, as you said, the um, romantic or euphoric love is just to bring people together so that we can procreate mm. and survive as a human race. Mm. But beyond that, maybe it needs to be examined what that actually means. Yeah. And that, like, I don't think it's in everybody's um, constitution to pr practice monogamy for the rest oh. of their lives. Like, oh gosh, that's yeah. a that's well, a whole that's, that's that's podcast. That's, that's an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we definitely need to go down there one Whoa. day for sure. <laughs> um, brilliant, Darwin. Thank you so much mm. for that. Um, mm. thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My name has been Marvin Harrison. We've been joined by Leslie, Darwin, and Ramantha. Thank you all for coming and spending time uh, and sharing your thoughts and being so open. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast um, on YouTube uh, as well as on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, please also make sure you follow us on Instagram uh, as well as on TikTok um, and Twitter, actually. Um, but also just ensure that if you want to email us something and share any of your views or observations that you've had, please email hello at dopeblack.org. Uh, my name's been Marvin Harrison. Make sure you follow everybody. Where can everyone find you, though? That's really important. How well, do you I'm on Instagram, Leslie McKinley. Nice. Yeah, uh, with Grace's Black Jesus all platforms yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the real Roman on Instagram the real Roman brilliant thank you so much uh, and yeah we'll do this again I'm sure yes please mm. <laughs>
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.